everybody. Welcome to this week's episode, Crime at the Family Table. I am your host, Latanya, and welcome to this week's part two of the Lori and Chad Daybell case. So this week we are on, a, like I said, part two, and we will be going on to pretty much talk about the case at large and what will be going on kind of going forward, meaning like where we kind of leave off with the case um, up until we get into next week. And next week we'll be talking about um, kind of current news, things to go on when the trial date is, things that are going on with the family, things that are also happening in terms of Lori um, mental health, because that was like a huge component of last week and it will continue to be a huge component of this week. Um, we will, yeah, we will just divulge more into that stuff and kind of how we can discuss like the safety of people within, you know, family dynamics next week. And, oh yeah, and lastly, like I want to go over more in depth like about the Mormon religion. I think that it's, what I talked about last week wasn't clear enough. So I want to really uh, research way more into the Mormon religion and how it falls in line with the belief systems also that Lori and Chad have and how like these belief systems align with the Mormon church. Because, you know, one of the big things that I've noticed about organized religion in and of itself is a lot of notions on the end of days and so but as we can see that like Lori and Chad kind of hit on like this niche area of religion and I want to know how like the Mormon religion has handled maybe people like this in the past um and like are there other people that share their values and who else is involved and where are they at now so hopefully next week we can be really get into that and that will be how we end off the season and I really can't wait because I really loved uh, just getting into this um, this uh, kind of series. I hope to do more things like this in the future. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I would like to give a disclaimer. This week we'll talk about, you know, children um, that are sadly murdered and we will be talking about mental health in certain ways like we did last week. I'm sorry I did not do this disclaimer last week. Um, if you or anybody you know is suffering or dealing uh, with a mental health crisis, there are means to getting them help. Um, and if you guys want me to leave resources, um, I will gladly do that for you guys. Uh, I will have that... E- um, link in the description from last week as well as this week and the next episode and that's also something I will start doing moving forward to link different things for support because I just don't want this channel to be about the 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 ins and outs of crime and things like that I want it to be a support network so please let us um get into the healing portion of that because I know that is something that uh I see that true crime listeners really love is like, you know, they love listening to it, but they will also love help because they may 
have dealt with things in the past, trauma. They may have some type of close ties to cases. They may align themselves or they may have some emotions that get dredged up because of, you know, these cases that we talk about. So I definitely want to be a, a place of healing and support. So please um, let us be that space. And without further ado, like I said again, um, I would like to welcome you guys to part two of the Lori and Chad Daybell case. All right. Last week when I left off with the episode, we were talking about everything that was dealing with kind of the the breakdown of Lori and her husband Charles's marriage. What we were seeing was uh, Lori's family as well as Charles, her husband, are seeing that Lori is breaking down. Like something is not happening. Like something is not right here. And things are happening behind the scenes that a lot of people aren't noticing. So some of the things that are happening behind the scenes that Charles may not know about is one that Lori is making discussion at the church about her ex-husband, um, uh, Joseph Ryan, who is who does die in 2018. Um, and from what we find out later is natural causes, but, you know, she kind of talks about like, if she wanted to kill him, she would have been justified in doing so. And there's also apparent knowledge that Alex Cox had an issue with, um, Joseph. And that is mostly dealing with the fact that Lori has probably fed him things that were pretty unfounded about Joseph and his abuse of Lori and the children. So, and those children are Tylee um, and Colby. So her, her earlier children that she had prior to Joseph Ryan, which was Colby and Tylee, who she had, uh, who is Joseph's um, daughter. So we kind of get into this mix that that is happening. Also, Lori is now getting into this niche type of sector of Mormonism where she's following this guy, Chad Daybell. And Chad Daybell talks about, he's the author of different books and he, and he talks about the Mormon religion, but he also talks about a lot of the end days and things like that. And he also co-authors books with his wife, Tammy Daybell, and they share five children. They are very, uh, pretty close-knit family, but she seems to really be kind of intersecting her life with Chad Daybell. There, there is a point in time where things kind of implode, where, you know, Charles is telling the police um, in Arizona, because them, so at one point they moved from Hawaii, uh, moved from Arizona to Hawaii, Hawaii, and then they moved back to Arizona. Um, I guess the business that they had in um, Hawaii was um did not go well it kind of we don't really know why it didn't go well but it doesn't go well and so they find themselves back in Arizona and and after they adopt um JJ things like around the 2019 well 2018 2019 start to really the breakdown of the relationships begins to happen so 
we are left here with kind of this understanding that Charles is seeing kind of the after effects of this build up of, of, the, of the mental breakdown of his wife. And other things going behind the scenes is like she's pretty much antagonizing her mother, Alex. Alex is getting this story that Joseph is a bad guy, but not only Joseph is a bad guy, but Charles is a bad guy. And this kind of implodes in July of 2019. So in July of 2019, Cheryl Wheeler was surprised when her son uh, told her that uh, Lori had just texted him that his dad, Charles, was dead. His, his dad's wife, Lori, has simply sent a group message to his um, to the son's phone and that their father had died nothing that mentioned what happened just that Lori was saying, um, just Lori affirming that he had died and that she is putting together arrangements for his funeral and that she would keep in touch and that her and Charles loved them and it was sent in a group me message matter of factly um, Cheryl is Charles's ex-wife. Um, they share the children together, and he also has another ex-wife who who he was with. Um, he also has another ex-wife, I believe that um, that he is kind of close with. That he gets with, like he was with, like right before um, Lori. So it's. Is I believe it's Cheryl, this other wife, and then, then Lori. So, so, but we're going to just talk about Cheryl. We're going to focus on Cheryl because a lot of the articles that I looked at were talking with Cheryl. So, Cheryl pretty much was just like, "What the? What is going on? Like, she's not understanding what could possibly happen because Lori is just texting out of the blue, and it almost seems like this could be fake. Like, how?" How could her ex-husband be dead? How could her son's um, father be dead? Like, it's, it just doesn't seem possible. But after a quick Google search, she found out that it was very true and that Lori had more involvement in what had happened than the text message would even lead you to think. So, I mean, as vague as the text message was, you could think that, you know, Oh, your dad, like, it was, it was so matter of fact. Like, it, honestly, you wouldn't even think that uh, the man died. Like, you might think, oh, he twisted his ankle and now he's, uh, on, like, resting in bed. Like, it was so matter of fact. Oh, like, your dad got a paper cut today. Like, to say the, their father, like a, like, a pillar in their life is just gone. It's just wild. And it's not like these kids were so distant from their dad. They spent summers with their dad and Lori at the house like they grew like they grew up with um with Tylee like they you know loved JJ they hung out like it was not a, a dynamic where it would be so distant that she wouldn't couldn't even call so that's not even just the weirder thing about it is just the fact that Lori's brother Alex <laughs> is the murderer so alex claims that this is a self-defense case that simply this is um charles had came to the home to to pick up jj and apparently alex was there and a confrontation ensued and 
Charles had apparently had a bat, allegedly had a bat, and was swinging it and, you know, hit him a little bit, like maybe on the arm or something, and he had to shoot him as a defense of himself. And apparently police and everything believed that because um, Alex was not arrested for this. For this, They believed it was self-defense by the evidence. And of course, everyone in the home corroborated that story. And it's so wild because Ty Lee was also upstairs at this time. And I don't know if JJ was necessarily there, but like Ty Lee was at the house. And Alex, this man is literally bad shit, but like we're, we're going to come back to him um, in a little bit. But basically, so Lori then after the whole situation she doesn't um hit them up like about any um arrangements actually she really doesn't even make arrangements um charles's um body is basically given to um given back to his family and he's allowed you know to be buried by what the family wants to do but lori tylee jj they do not show up so this is weird, but it gets even stranger. Like a month after Charles is um, Charles dies, he, Lori, JJ, and Tylee move to Rexburg, Idaho. And who lives not too far from Rexburg, Idaho? Chad motherfucking Daybell. So Chad Daybell still is living with his wife at this time in in uh. In, in the Idaho area, not too far from Rexburg. I'm not sure if it, you know what? I'm going to say that it's potential that they like kind of live in the Rexburg area, but it's a little bit away from the house. So, but he's still married. So it doesn't seem like much is happening, but we do find out later that there are text messages and love messages being sent from Chad to Lori at the time when Charles dies. And Tammy is very much still his wife. So we get to the point where now, now we're in October of, of 2019. So Charles dies in, in July, right? So three months goes by, um, I'm sorry, let me skip, I've skipped. So in September of 2019, um, JJ is enrolled in in school in Rexburg, Idaho um, at, at an elementary school. But then he is taken out from the school in that same month and his mom says he's going to be homeschooled. Fine, perfectly fine, right? So during this same time though, it's also supposed to be that Tylee is supposed to be doing classes at BYU, which is um, BYU, Idaho. BYU is a well-known Mormon college. I'm sure people have seen the TikToks of, of them. And I'm pretty sure like, if people really know anything about BYU or like these Mormon colleges, they've heard like the soaking trend, like the soaking discussion that went on on TikTok. God, like it's just very very different type of um situation um and also 
it's just like a school like you know if you if you want your kid to go like if your kids for example catholic or grows up in a catholic faith or grows up under faith they will likely be in a school that matches that faith and byu is a place for mormon or church of latter-day saint children so but like i said it's it's beginning to get a little fuddy-duddy so but after september like um tylee and jj are not seen again the last place that they are seen are with Lori and Alex at Yellowstone National Park. They take a picture together. They're like in the front of, um, I guess, the hot springs. And after that, they're just not seen again. So let's move to a Mr. Chad Daybell. Chad Daybell, of course, lives with his wife in Idaho. They seem to be fine, dandy. Tammy is none the wiser of like the love notes and things that are going on. Uh, allegedly, because it is found out that Charles has attempted to let um, Tammy know or wanted to let Tammy know about the inappropriate relationship that is going on between Chad and Lori because Chad, I mean, Charles apparently confronted Lori and Chad about their weird uh infidelity that's going on because i don't know if at this point they've had quote-unquote like the sex but it seems that things were going on and it was infidelity whether they've had sex or things like that they were being intimate and it probably was something to do with their intimate text messages the meetings the meetings where he don't know about and so he wanted to let tammy know so this leaves another nail in the coffin to say that charles death needs to be more so looked into but at this point in the case we don't know any of this so let's fast forward so now tammy is at her home in idaho she's living her day one day in october in the early parts of october um somebody shoots paintball guns at her house and at her and it's like really frightening to her and she makes a post on facebook about it she makes a post on facebook about like how she was freaked out and it was just weird and she just wanted to report that weird incident like hey like watch out things like that and it was just honestly very weird but <laughs> even weirder on the side is her husband's chad's behavior now chad is up here telling people that his wife is a zombie yes folks a freaking zombie like brain eating dead lady whatever or and also that she's gonna die like he's predicting that she's gonna die so prior to calling her a zombie he predicted that she was going to die in a car accident on a trip that they took outside um of the state to maybe one of their conferences i believe and she was supposed to die in a car accident but she didn't die but apparently she's dead because she's a zombie so she really did die her but but her her body is just moving around but she's dead already because she was meant to die because everything chad believes and envisions is the truth and so well i guess chad's visions were just a little too early because come october 11th or 19th i believe it was let me, let me make sure just check so oh, sorry no oh so so sorry it was um 
towards the end of October. So I'm going to say October 19th. Tammy Daybell is, is found dead by her husband in her bed. So apparently they called it a cardiac event and mysteriously she died. Um, she seemed well, happy, and, you know, in good spirits, but sadly she is no longer, no longer around. And to those two lives, I definitely would like to say a definite rest in peace to them. Just, just tragic, you know, lives lost far too early, leaving children behind, five children among them. Like, like, no, I would say Seven for Charles and five for, um, five for Tammy. So just lot, but and also the endless lives of the people that they've impacted, who love them and who've cared for them, just gone, gone far too soon. So, but did that stop freaking Chad from not two weeks later marrying Lori Daybell in a beautiful Hawaiian ceremony to? In lovely matrimony on the island of Kauai? Nope, it did not. So, yes, Chad, you know, I mean, the ground has barely set with freaking Tammy in it. And he's already married to Lori. And guess what? Who's out of attendance? Uh, Tylee and JJ. So... What begins to now happen, now we move on, we are in November. So, around November, we have that Tylee and um, JJ have still not been seen or heard from by anybody. And it seems that it was, it's, it's becoming strange. So, like I said uh, in the last video, JJ is the biological great nephew to charles his grandmother is charles's sister so oh and another thing about uh Kay, his his sister um charles leaves um his money he wills his money to k in its entirety back in february of 2019 all because of all because of Lori's weird and strange ass behavior. Like her behavior is so out of out of sorts. Like he starts really believing that his life was in danger at that time. And I wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be far from it. So another thing that we also find out a little later, like later on in court documents, is that Alex Cox's cell phone at some point pings in the area of Chad's property in um, around in September, October, um, and that becomes pertinent later. Sadly, we can never ask Alex about this because in December of 2019, he, he does die from a heart attack. And it is found that it's no mysterious circumstances, he dies from a heart attack. Um, so even though it's quite convenient that this man dies of a freaking heart attack, but whatever. So in no, so in November, so at the end of November, November 26th, a 
wellness check is com- is done on the Rexburg home of Lori um, Vallow, now Lori uh, Vallow Daybell, uh, and is done. And they just ask her like, "Hey, how's JJ? Like, where's JJ?" And Lori basically tells the police that JJ is with her friend Melanie in Arizona. Well, I don't know what she was thinking because Melanie don't have JJ and the police call, they leave the property because they have no reason to not believe her. So, but they, but they end up checking in on that, on that statement. And Melanie says, no, JJ isn't here. That's not where he is. And what ends up happening is when they go back to the house the next day, Lori and Chad have hit the fucking road running and they are gone. Um, It is not until December that they find them back in Hawaii in a different, on one of the other islands. And this is where we get the statement, where are the kids, Lori? Like, where are the freaking kids? Like, what's going on? The Like, paparazzi, like, the, um, news media is following them handing them down and they're asking like where are the where are the kids um it is at this time due to the wellness check that Lori is asked to bring those kids to a specific court date um while this is going on family is like calling trying to figure out what's happening melanie herself is like contacting the um contacting Lori and saying hey like what what's going on like why would you lie and say that they with me where is he are they safe like are they go what's going on and Lori gives this ominous thing of I could tell you and fix this whole thing but it would put them in danger and you know it would just be best for them to go like best for you to best for you to you know not know and i'm just not going to talk about it and like it's just really just this runaround it's constant runaround she gives these ominous like empty answers that are not answers at all so during this time as the viewers at home we see that this lady has no kids like there's where the freak are these kids like we're all asking the same questions like why isn't she just bringing up these kids? Whoever got these kids, just show them. Like, I don't know if she left them in Idaho, Arizona. Like, she could have left them anywhere because it is beginning to have these conversations that she literally has a cult. And it, it's like, involves like family, a, a, a niece and, and this and Alex and all of these people. And it's just becoming a whole conversation that is way bigger than just even these two kids, which is very serious being missing so what we find is that Lori and Chad have no no plans on procuring these kids for a court date so so we're just left like what the hell is going on and then news breaks um Lori and Chad uh, have been arrested for like a warrant for their arrest has been sent out for them and another news breaks that it is video of Chad um Chad and well a man that looks like Chad and Lori and also Alex at different points in time going to a storage unit um in the Idaho area and multiple times and people are just like oh my god 
check the check check the storage unit see if something's in there what's happening and the only reason why we find this out is because in january or february of the of 2020 we find out that Lori, um, that Lori basically didn't pay for the storage unit. So the storage unit is like, well, we have this, we have this unit that has gone unpaid for for months and there's some stuff in here. And I guess police, like, if you want to check this out, come check it out. The police check it out and it's literally stuff of, of, of potentially JJ. It's like toys and like little, little things from also, um, Tiley. So everybody's mind is just like, oh my God, like where could these kids possibly be? Like there's no bodies in here. So what's happened to them? Okay, so as I said, news had broke that they were being extradited back to Hawaii for like for multiple executions of like hey let's get these kids back into the states or like wherever and bring them like we want you and those kids physically in the court so it wasn't in um in April or February but it was in February April where the storage unit situation happened but it was in March where they were extradited back to Idaho and then we just get this vague, no answer stuff, and and Lori's still not answering, and she's pretty much going to be evaluated mentally because we just we're pretty much finding out that Lori believes that the world is going to end, that Lori believes that in 2020 the world is coming to an end, and that people were going to be zombies and it was only going to be a select few that were going to survive and it was all of these things and we were in the end of days and it was just so freaking convenient that she had these belief systems because in march exactly when she was arrested a global pandemic hit the world like we are we are still in the middle of a global pandemic to this day so uh so lori ends up like she's just not talking like she's she's completely shut down and it is not until june of 2020 that we get the most devastating news across across our televisions chad daybell's property in idaho in the rexburg idaho area has been searched and on his property um a grave is found and it is tylee and jj and the most excruciating part was that JJ's grandfather is identifying him. And he just says to everybody, yeah, it's JJ, it's him. And, and I was getting choked up because I just see this old man. And then he sees people that are just like from the community. He's just saying, and he's just saying, thank you. I know it was hard for you guys. And he's like, and they're like, oh my God, no. Like, how hard is it for you? Like, you've been through so much. And it's wild. Like, it's so wild. So from, and all of this stuff is happening within pretty much like a year and a half. Like, so from January of 2019 until June of 2020, we are looped into the crazy web that is Lori and Chad Davis. So let me start you guys off from the beginning of 2019. We, 
we are into like the family and Charles want to do an intervention. Lori is talking craziness. She's talking about the 144,000 who are 144,000 people that will be saved um, when the rapture, like basically the rapture or the end of days is happening. And this this whole thing and then she starts calling herself jesus and the messiah like she starts calling herself the second coming she's like talking a lot of this stuff and of course it's built into what she's been also hearing from chad who she's been having this intimate um infidel like infidelity relationship that his wife is under wiser of but charles is getting a 411 one i don't know how charles finds out but i'm guessing it's probably text messages and things like that and just her behavior because she becomes pretty much utterly obsessed with chad i'm pretty sure that their house was probably filled to the brim with multiple copies of his books at this point like and she probably talked about him and then they had the podcast that they were doing haha <laughs> that they were doing together and it just was like more than just a business relationship it was very intimate so you get into this weird stuff starts to kind of then start happening charles wants to get out of the marriage because he doesn't feel safe he feels like if he kind of speaks up like glory's going to kill him like glory feels like charles is stepping in the way of him and his and her mission for the 144 and so and that pretty much prophecy happens because she ends up, you know, potentially have kissed, killed Charles. Then she gets, the kids are still fine, but then all of a sudden, I don't know how it becomes, these children are now the problem. And now from September to June of 2020, we have no idea where these kids are. And it's so wild because she continues to push out to the masses that she's this loving and caring mother. Like she takes them out for, I guess, one last hurrah. And it's just, it's wild. It's this, I keep saying it because I'm so mind blown that this woman was able to get away with this for so, for like, for such a weird thing. Like, how can you just not have your kids? Like somebody who's always had their kids, who's pride themselves on being a great mother, you just don't have your kids? It doesn't make sense. Then Tammy, poor old Tammy, freaking gets shot at by a paintball gun. Come to find out that was our good old boy, Alex, who shot at Tammy basically as a warning and scare shot at her, but he was technically supposed to be the one who killed her, apparently. Apparently, it was this whole plot that Alex basically was the the hitman. Like, so they had kind of a mini cult going that Alex was kind of the hit guy. Like, so he killed Charles. He was supposed to kill Tammy. He also was supposed to kill, and this comes in as a weird part, uh, Lori niece who who at one point stayed with her, her husband who basically the niece had fell into the cult she, like that uh, the same type of thing happened to him in August 
where somebody shot at him, but I don't believe it was with paintballs. I think it was with real bullets. And so apparently that was supposed to go down. That all of these people, the spouses were like loose ends that needed to be taken out to to go to their mission of the 144. So these people then get married. Lori and Chad, I don't know how they thought they were just going to live in the beach trajala. And it's so wild because in all of this, and, and even the most current images we see of Lori, Lori looks like her mental is literally breaking down. Like from the beginning of the situation to the to right now, Lori does not look like the same person. The blonde hair, bright eye, cheerleader, be, like almost beauty queen level woman is now this unhinged looking bag lady. Like she doesn't look the same at all. And it's just this descent into madness, I feel like. And so, but Chad on the other hand, because I feel like Chad's been sipping the Kool-Aid for a whole lot longer and he's been able to kind of like meld that into his freaking personality chad looks very normal and that is what's so scary you have this person that's methodical thought thoughtful and like so like diligent in a sense and so normal and then you have a woman who literally seems crazy like so you have this crazy esky looking woman who's also maniacal and plotting and manipulative and you have this other man who seems so normal like like i mean some people would even say like this man just would seem like a sociopath because he just does not seem like the guy and even his kids like his kids did an interview apparently with like abc or nbc i believe i'm so sorry i'd be in between certain things but uh they basically just think that their dad kind of just got in too far and had he not been with lori he would have never killed their mom or been a part of anything to do with their mom oh yeah there's another side thought not only are they being tried for the murder of tylee and jj but lori is being looked at for the murder of charles and chad is being looked at for the murder of of uh, Tammy because it is found that Tammy was poisoned and they're looking at the fact that they believe that uh, uh, Lori along with Alex and Chad potentially plotted for the murder of um, Charles and it was laid out by 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 Alex uh, so and it just so happened that Alex I don't know he just freaking crooked um, the other brother, Adam Cox, who we hear from in this story, basically says, like, those two, um, Alex and Lori were, like, kind of tied at the hip, peas in a pot, and I think it came from their kind of conniving ways, and they, the way they would just talk, like, basically, I think what Lori would do is, that was from my mouth, y'all, what Lori would do is, she would throw out feelers, so what she would do is in a conversation, she would just say these really outlandish and like things about people. Like, so it started off with Joseph and saying how abusive he was and just throwing that out and seeing who would catch and align with that. And that way she could get them to fall into what she do. Because if you can get somebody to sympathize with you and 
and and feel bad for you and want to help you and see you as this as this as this woman of needing support and protection then you can get them into diving in deeper and then she brought in religion and she just had a way of I like to like I would like to call her like kind of a like a viper like she is you know I wouldn't like she's not necessarily she's not a black widow but like she's like she's just a viper she's just someone who lays low and just waits for her time to attack and when she attacks she just she's gonna take you down like it's just no other ways about it her venom will sink into you and you'll just be gone. And you're just a cat. And the reason she does it is simply because you are you are a hindrance to her end goal. And her end goal was really to be with Chad at the end of the world. And she just brought everybody else in it. And I think when we talk about why Tylee and why JJ, the truth of the matter is, is that those kids probably just didn't fit into her plan of of the end of the world but there's also a, a another segment of it is that they just knew too much it's quite possible that Lori probably thought that Tylee would probably talk um, about what happened to Charles that day that she could not keep her daughter underneath her thumb forever and that she was a loose end and that loose end had to go so it, it just came down to the fact and it just I mean blessings on blessings her brother dies like the real big loose end of her brother the murderer that loose end just got rid of itself just by the grace of like i mean she must have thought she was really the messiah because her loose ends is just dropping it just looks like the path of life is perfect and then we are pushed into a global pandemic she probably really thought she was at the top of the world she probably thought to herself y'all i ain't gotta say shit because july of 2020 we all gonna be dead anyway and i ain't gotta say shit the laws of this world mean nothing and i know she was shitting her pants when july 2020 came and went and we still here it is july of 2022 is going she's sick she's pissed all right like she is so mad that every year goes by but as most cult leaders and those people go they push the goalposts so she's probably created another goalpost in her mind like it's true like the world did end it did end it's not the same world i don't have to say nothing and it's just like girl yes you do but yeah so it's it's a lot it's so much like i think it's even more to this than what we even know like i feel like there's more people involved it's more stuff going on but we'll just we'll really never know really what was going on in mind lord because she really ain't talking and so that is where i leave you guys this week i know i felt like i was really escalated this like elevated this week but definitely this is coming from a place of oh my gosh this woman literally killed her kids her her husband and her new man wife all for the purpose of just being with him and she just dragged everybody else down with her some like and 
some people may be on so many different sides of this. I never, okay, and again, I want to put this out in my, as my last part of this week. This is nothing against the people of the Church of Latter-day Saints, Mormon religion. I have nothing against you guys, even though I kind of do, because I heard I heard through the grapevines that y'all are pretty racist and homophobic, but that's just neither here nor there. I'm not, I'm not going to be wanting to speak on it, but we'll speak on that next week about like the Mormon faith because it's a lot. There's layers to that shit. So be prepared next week, guys, for our next um, conversation. I will be back and wishing you guys lots of love and luck. And all right, next week is our last episode for this season two and part three of the Tammy, I mean, ooh, Tammy, uh, the Chad Daybell and Lori Daybell story. Stay tuned, guys, and I'll see you next week. Bye.